0: Welcome back to What We Started EDM, where we speak with artists, labels, managers, really anyone in the EDM industry that can help us learn and grow. Today, we speak with Informal, an up-and-coming artist that recently started to gain the recognition that he deserves, and it's all thanks to a viral short that he posted on Instagram. There's a lot of excitement and knowledge in this episode. You do not want to miss this. Awesome, I'm here with Sam, who goes by Informal, Dot, and I want to just start by getting some of your background. Like, How did you get into music in the first place, and how did you launch Informal, and
1: everything about that? Um, So kind of to get back all the way to the beginning, I guess, you know, this is probably the typical, but my parents like played a lot of music in the house growing up, you know, there was always music on at night, and a lot of like Led Zeppelin, Eagles, Beatles, Van Morrison, The Stones, my dad listened to Steely Dan, Leonard Skinner, Dire Straits, so always listen to music growing up and then you know you kind of get to the age where you start making your own musical discoveries that aren't just what your parents listen to or what's on the radio you know and for mm-hmm. me that was about in high school um and when i discovered like electronic music and this is gonna sound crazy but i i watched the 2011 tomorrowland after movie when that came out and that i swear to god like i know it sounds corny but that video like changed my life like i watched that video of the after movie of the festival. And at the time, you know, electronic music was like really big in Europe. It wasn't as big in America and it wasn't like mainstream. You weren't hearing like Calvin Harris on the radio, you know, everything on the radio was like hip hop and RB and pop. So electronic was still kind of this underground, but it was kind of come into the forefront of pop culture. Um, And so I had never seen anything like that. You know, I watched this video and I'd never seen the amount of energy in one place and everybody's just so ecstatic, happy, and the music was crazy stuff I'd never heard. I'd never heard anything like that before. And then to see it visually at the same time, you know, I was hooked. I was like, this is awesome. I love this. Uh, So I really became obsessed with electronic music about then, 2011. then, you know, I'd look forward to the after movie every year. And I was just kind of a fan of electronic music then um, up through high school and then you know, so I was really big into that like progressive house, big room house era in high, like late high school. This is like twenty eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Then I go to college, and you kind of, you know, as it is, it's kind of like a melting pot. You're, you're, you know, getting a bunch of people from all different walks of life, all different places, all in one place. You know, it's not just the same kids you've been hanging out with for fifteen years. So I started to discover different uh, genres of electronic music. Like I said, I was all like progressive house, and then you know, I'm meeting people who are listening to dubstep and trap and mid tempo and you know um things like that and future bass was kind of coming in you know slowly so kind of got exposed to a lot more electronic music and it kind of broadened my horizons so then i really got into it and you know started discovering all these new artists and and all these new genres and started going to shows more you know cuz in my local at, where i went to school they had a little theater and like DJs would come and they'd play shows and started going to a lot of those and then i thought you know this is pretty cool i'd love to like learn how to dj so i bought this little crappy DJ controller, this little tractor S2, it was used, it was all banged up, like half the buttons didn't work, and um, started DJing on that, and within a couple weeks, I was like, this is cool, but like, I really want to know how to make the music, like, it's cool, hit and play, and mixing one song into another, but, you know, like, I want to learn how to make this music, and so about that time, like, people like Alesso were huge, Swedish House Mafia, Afro Jack, um Eves V you know Martin Garrix was coming up really big those guys were huge so I remember just googling I remember downloading an illegal version of Ableton a cracked version of Ableton I bought it now I have it legit now um they don't come come after me but I downloaded this version of Ableton that only worked like half the time and I remember googling how to make music like Alesso and I don't know if the video is still on YouTube but it's this video I watched like 25 times and did word for word exactly what the guy was doing oh and it sounded terrible obviously but that was kind of the beginning of the journey It was like you know this cracked software trying to make music like these guys that i had found in the tomorrowland after movie um and then from there i just really really dove into it and just kind of became obsessed so i was always liked music you know but never was like never played any instruments growing up or anything so i didn't know anything about music theory or any notes scales chords anything i just had to learn inside of ableton all of my knowledge came from just trying stuff and watching videos of people making music and like they'd say like oh you know this is an F minor chord I'm like what does that mean you know and then I'm like googling mm-hmm. chords and I've got the chord sheet printed out now and so it was really just like a, I just kind of dove into it you know trial by fire thing and then um did some courses online like this school out of London this music school point blank did like an online thing so while I'm going to school for business full-time you know I'm also like I come home at night and then I'm like doing these online classes and then producing and trying to do that. So, And then towards the end of college, you know, I realized I really want to pursue music. I'm really liking this. It's like 2018. I'm really loving music. I've put out a couple tracks that are whatever. And I really want to pursue this. And then I moved to L.A. That was five years ago, six years ago. Um, And I've just been doing it ever since. You know, it's all, you know, peaks and troughs, you know, like you go really hard for a while and then something happens and it kind of disrupts your path and you got to mm. – go work a full time for a minute and put the music aside whatever but these past three or four years have just been go 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 constantly put on as much music as possible and learn as much as I can and I think my sound still from because I kind of came up in that 2011 when I found electronic music that sound with just like big anthemic massive side chain pumping super energetic happy kind of stuff you know I feel like that still influences my sound I don't ever make anything that's like dark or mysterious it's all like upbeat, kind of really high energy. So I think that that's still that, like I could tell you what's going on at three minutes and 23 seconds in that Tomorrowland after movie. Like I've seen it a thousand times. So like that is just like my Bible. It still gets me going to this day. You know, if I need to get hyped up for a party, I put on the Tomorrowland 2011 after me. So That's kind of the, the whole the whole journey. Sorry to ramble there, but that's kind of everything from the beginning of Finding Music to to where we are today. And then, you know, I got with my manager about a year ago. And then we've just been grinding out ever since as a team now, which is a lot a lot better to have somebody to bounce everything off of because it was just me for a long time. Just didn't know how to, you know, just trying everything, trying all the marketing techniques, all the social media, putting out all sorts of music, just kind of learning, doing everything myself, looking over contracts by myself, doing everything by myself. So to have a team is is huge. So that's a newer, newer.
0: thing. Awesome, man. So you started really with like no experience in music at all. You just
1: had a- none. Yeah, didn't yeah. I never had played an instrument ever in my life, and and learned that later. You know, what I mean, my first music knowledge came. I learned to produce before I learned how to like play any chords on the guitar. I just learned to play guitar like a couple of years ago recently because my roommate was just shreds, and I would be like, "How do you play that?" And he'd like sit me down and show me. And like, I bought a piano and then learned how to play that. So, but this is years after producing. You know, I could like write a chord progression in Ableton that was, you know, I think is beautiful. And then someone would be like, oh, play that, play your song on the piano. I'd be like, I have no idea how to do that. Like, I, I could not play this in my own music. I couldn't play it for people unless I showed them what I was doing. So, yeah. You yeah, know I mean, for all mean? it, and in. it in. On Ableton? Well, now I, I do both. You know, I'll draw it in or I'll, you know, play fiddle around on the keyboard and play something. But m- almost all the time, it's just straight into Ableton. And um, I like to use like a source... I do this thing I call micro-sampling. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but you know there's sampling, like where you take a section of a record and you kind of loop it or you chop it, and I do a lot of that, but I do this other thing that I call micro-sampling, which is really just sampling, but you essentially take like a quarter second of the audio of a sample and then like duplicate that a bunch of times, and that'll make like a sound. You know what I mean? Imagine just like someone sings and the tail end of the reverb of their note You grab like the littlest part of that and you loop it you know and it makes like a uh, 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 and then you can pitch that uh, you know and i sometimes write like that which is really weird doesn't make any sense if somebody sat and watched me do it they'd be like what the hell is this guy doing you know it doesn't make any sense you're just cutting up silence and turning it way up but like you know there's harmonics and stuff buried in there so i like to write like that and then you know i'll figure out what chords i just wrote with those little chopped up samples that are layered and then i can write those in on the midi And then, you know, program a synth to play the same chords that those audio chops are playing. So a lot of times I just start with audio, like even if it's like I said, like a half second of something or it's a really weird way of doing it. I know I've never seen anybody do it like that, but it works for me. Maybe it it usually takes longer than just obviously sitting down. I wish I could sit down at a keyboard and just play something that's in my head, but I'm just not that good of a keys player. So I had to resort to it was almost out of necessity. I had to resort to how else am I going to get songs down? Because I can't sit down and play the guitar. I can't sit down and play the piano i have to do this you know I mean, you found a so developed... unique workflow pretty much yeah it's it's an interesting workflow and it works for me you know what i mean so cool stuff comes out of it and especially when you start getting all the processing going and you start you know duplicating stuff and side chaining stuff and doing a call-on responses back and forth and reversing stuff and you know a lot of plugins have like you know the old guitar rig i still use like the oldest version of guitar rig from contact and they have like all these cool like auto pan lfo tools that you can use to chop stuff up and make it go back and forth so that's how i do it i guess cool man. yeah good to
0: learn more about your process and i also wanted to talk about you starting from nothing and then coming to this place where you make very professional clean good sounding music what was that yeah. like? like how long did that take and how did you
1: how did you do it um, uh, years, you know, like I said, I, I, the first couple things you make, you know, especially with, I, like you said, starting from nothing, I didn't, not only could I not make a good sound, like, sonically when I started out, because I didn't know anything about production, I didn't know anything about music theory either, so, like, it's not like the chords were nice and pretty, but the sounds were crappy, it was all bad, like, the chords were bad, and, you know, the melodies were bad, and the sound was bad, so it was really bad, um, so that online school I took helped a bit, I think, because, you know, I'd, I'd pull up a tool, like a compressor, let's say, and I would twist knobs and it would change the sound. And that was cool. But I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what that even meant. I had no idea, whatever. So, to, you know, the, the school, the online course was nice. It was like a couple of months, I think, you know, because they pull up a compressor and they say, this is what this does. And I mean, I could have just done that on YouTube now. I probably spent money on this course for nothing when it was good school. Don't get me wrong. But. It's just, I just every day, just opening up Ableton and trying stuff, you know, like, the, I heard this once when I first started, and I think it's really true, it took me a long time to realize this, but trying to replicate what you hear is, like, the most valuable thing ever. Like, if you hear some song that you really like, you're like, how did he make that synth or what? That's so clean. What is that? You, like, you know, after a long enough of playing with synths and, you know, different tools, you can kind of... Reverse engineer something you hear. You hear some, you're know, like, oh, that's clearly like a sine wave, that's got a little bit of distortion and some noise on top. That's where that sound. You know, I mean, you can hear the woo woo. Okay, that's what that is. Why does it sound like this? You know, and then you start replicating things and you figure out how your favorite artists are doing what they do. Even if you can't get it exactly, you can kind of get an idea of how they started to get there. Um, and then it's just like every day, like I said, I spend hours just tweaking over sounds and trying new things. And I have hundreds of songs I've made that will never see the light of day, you know, that you scrap. Um, and it's just consistent, trying new things, trying new things, trying new things. Um, and just not being afraid to to break the rules, you know. People are like, oh, you should never put reverb on a kick or whatever. Put reverb on a kick, dude. What? You know what I mean? What's going to happen? Nothing. Try it. Oh, it sounds bad? Cool. Oh, it sounds good? Great. Leave it, you know. Oh, you need to EQ all the low end out of your hi hats. Maybe you don't. Maybe you leave them in there, and that gives the drums an extra cool whatever. So, you know, just trying as many things as you can, breaking the rules. I've just been for years. I've just been opening up Ableton and just trying random stuff. Um, and you start to you know you get your workflow, you develop your sound. I think that takes a super long time. I feel like I'm just recently getting into what my sound is. Um, at least people tell me you know they're like oh this is your sound this is totally you and I'm like oh okay like I'm just making music you know whatever happens happens but you know for years like I said because you're just trying to replicate what you hear you don't sound like anything but it's when you can replicate what you you can take all your influences and then also what's unique about your workflow and make that into one thing and that's your sound you know my sound is all the influences I've had throughout the years like I said that progressive house era still very prevalent in my stuff and then you know the past several years of making music all culminate into what your sound is, and I think it just takes time. You know what I mean? Like I just recently am feeling like my music is like quote, professional quality. You know, I'm not like I, I still hear other people. I'm like, oh, I'll never be as good as that guy. That guy's mix is so clean. How does he do that? But I'm, I feel like recently I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, this holds up. You know, you play this song in a playlist with other professional records. This, this can sit in there. You know, so it just takes a lot of time. And I think I still got a ways to go, to be honest. Um, yeah. But that's the process, you know what I mean? You fall in love with that. You fall in love with every day you're getting better and every song is better than the next one and you're stoked. You know, you're like, okay, oh, yeah, this one's sick. This is the best thing I've ever made. And then mm-hmm. two months from now, you're gonna make another song it's your best song you ever made. So it's just a constant, I think it's just a constant battle with yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And you gotta love that. And I think that's how you get better. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, what's, it's, that's what's worked for me. Yeah, that's what's worked for me.
0: Awesome, and that you've been doing this for a long time. Did you ever have periods where
1: you, you down and like lost, or like you shouldn't be doing this? For sure, yeah. I um, this is actually my second time moving to LA. A lot of people don't know that I moved to LA in 2018, and I moved downtown, and for a variety of different reasons. You know, my living situation, the job I was working at the time, yada yada yada. I just didn't know anything. You know, a dollar and a dream kind of thing. Um, was working at a recording studio. And it just wasn't working out, so I moved back home. You know, and I was super discouraged. Like I was so gung ho, like I can do this, like I'm special. You know, everyone who moves to the big city to do something is like I'm the guy. You know what I mean? And then you get humbled because you get there and you're like, "Well, this is harder than I thought it would be." Um, and you know, and you feel down about that. You feel like you're giving up on your dream. You know, I was moving back home, like everything I was trying to do, I'm leaving it behind. I'm going back home. What I'm? This is a failure, a total failure. You know, and then you feel discouraged. You don't want to make music, and you just feel like you should try something else, and then it takes a while to get your rhythm back. And that's happened several times, some some big, some small, but, you know, every failure. If you didn't, my buddy always says, you only fail if you didn't learn something. So, like, I moved there. I tried it. It didn't work out. I learned a lot. I learned what not to do. I learned what it's going to take the next time around. I learned how to do it better, you know? And then you just keep going. So there's been plenty of times where I was just like, I don't think this is going to work out. What am I doing, you know? Am I, like... How am I going to make this work? How long is this going to take? You know, that's a lot of the thing is like, like I said, you'd be consistent for so long, but nobody cares. You're like, you're putting your heart and soul and you think you've got something so special, but nobody else cares. You know, you got your four friends that are like, you're going to be a star, but like nobody else really cares. And that's so discouraging. And you get down and you just go, it's all, you know, it's like this. A lot of people think that it's just, it's a, it's a roller coaster, And I feel like lately as is, is the most confident I've been. You know, it, sometimes it does take a little bit of outside validation to make you feel like you're doing something right. It takes a couple people saying, like, you know, I really I really love what you're up to and I think you should keep going. And like you you should ideally be able to get that from yourself. You should ideally be able to know in your heart that what you're doing is special and you love it and that's all that matters, so you keep going. But it doesn't hurt to every once in a while have somebody be like, Hey, I like what you're up to. Keep that up You're like, Okay, cool. Other it's not just me. So yeah there's been a lot of you know and then you have your personal life too it's like this isn't you know music is most of my life I spend making music or thinking about music or what's next but you got your personal life your family your relationships whether they're romantic or friendships and that affects your you know productivity creativity and sometimes you get you go through things personally that affect your career and your trajectory you know I've been through my fair share of ups and downs with my family and losing people I care about and you know, relationships ending and beginning and moving cities and blah, blah, blah and that can take a toll on everything. So, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs but I think that's to be expected and the the quicker you realize that that's what it's going to be like, the easier it becomes because in the beginning, the first big hardship or the first big downfall, you feel like, ah, this is the end but after 10 or 12 of them, you're like, this is just a bump, dude, tomorrow's going to be all good and we're going to be back to it so like, not a big deal and you become Stronger, wiser, and all that. But maybe that's just life, you know? I don't know.
0: Okay, So you want yep. to expect the downs, like the lows near your level. And
1: you're going to want to bounce back. So, For sure. Yeah, you got to. I mean, don't let that get you down. And, like, when there's a high, you know, ride the hell out of the high and enjoy it. You know, when something pops off, I just had a video do really well, and the song, the release went really well. I was eating it up, you know, like, this is awesome. But like, you know, in the back of your head, like a month from now, I might not feel this way. I might be going through something a month from now. I might get, some song might flop. Some show might have two people show up. Some deal might fall through, whatever. But right now, I love this. You know, this is great. And you got to enjoy it and not let, you know, the worry get you. You know, you'll get there when you get there. If the if the bad part comes, you ride through it. Remember how you were feeling two weeks ago, how jazzed you were on music and how much you love doing what you do. Remember that when things aren't so good. And then you strive for that next moment, you know. And the highs, the higher the highs, the lower the lows almost, because you get so excited. And then when something goes bad, you're so bummed because you remember how good it was. But you got to be able to find balance and ride all that out. Yeah. You got to come to expect it. Yeah. Don't expect it and like let it ruin you, you know. Mm-hmm. And always be worried something bad's going to happen. But you just get more and more prepared, I guess.
0: Yeah, no. And can you talk more about that video? The I'm assuming you're talking about the DIY,
1: yeah, video. Yeah, talk about that and talk about that showing so, up and how that felt and everything. That was really strange, dude. Because I've been doing, I've put out hundreds of videos, maybe more. You know, across all platforms, TikTok. I tried so many. I've made like probably 20 TikTok accounts. You know, I don't know if this 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 apparently was the meta. People were saying, oh, you got to make an account and every 7th account blows up, you know what I mean? So you make 30 accounts over oh, a month, that's BS, bro. I will tell you right now it doesn't work. I mean, maybe it works for some people. I've tried it many times. Um so I've tried everything, dude. I've tried, you know, I tried YouTube shorts, I still do. I put out content all the time. I'm I'm very active and I'm very, you know, aware that content is important. And that was just it's funny because it always is the thing you're not expecting. You know, you you have songs that you think are going to do really well. And you have a super sick marketing plan for it. You get together with people, and you're like, this is what we're going to do. These videos are going to be great. They're going to do well. And that was the case of, you know, right before that, I put out a four-song EP, It's Not That Serious, and we promoted the hell out of that. Um, I did tons of content, you know, and things I thought would go viral, and nobody, like I said, nobody cared. And then this this video that blew up was just... Uh, I was trying, I'd been seeing it online, like a lot of people doing, you know, it's like them on the screen, and then there's also some visual aspect, whether that's Ableton or the visualizers or whatever, there was some form of that, just because I think just attention spans, are getting to the point where you got to have a lot, you know, it's like the whole subway surfer thing down below, or the people yeah. be talking, you got to have multiple things going on, so I was just trying a new video format, and that just happened to be a track I was working on that day, it was not kind of a fluke, I... Had that song was just like a basic house track. What What is the verse now was the drop. And I was just sitting there playing around with the song that day, and I kind of made this bill that I was like, oh, let's just make a crazy drop just for fun, you know, like just something I would never put out. Like, let's just make that just for fun. And I made it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And so later that night when I'm trying out these new videos, I just pulled that up. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll just I'll just use this. was never planning to put that song out, bro. It was just nothing. It was just a demo, you know. It was cool, you know. I would come to find out people loved it, but I – didn't even think you know it's definitely not my current style that i was putting out so i do the little video you know i'm screaming in the microphone i'm screaming i'm doing all silly goose and people just ate it up bro i don't know what instagram just gave me the little whatever they give you and people started sharing like this guy's energy like and i think it was the culmination of you know the algorithm helped me out and did something and then so many things going on, you know, like I'm yelling into the like, I'm dancing. The song is wild. The visualizations are going crazy. The Ableton session is doing all sorts of stuff. All that stuff together was just, I guess, so much to take in and look at that you just couldn't help but be hooked. I don't know. But so like I said, the song wasn't done. I had other singles I was working on that I was going to put out. I had just put out that EP, finished rolling out that EP like a week prior. So like I'm thinking, oh, I got, you know, six weeks where I can chill and not have anything come out. Because we just put out, I just unloaded four songs. Like, people got what they want. Like, give me a second to get something else going. Um, but that wasn't the case. So the video blew up. Blew up. It, you know, it gets 50,000 views. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is the best performing video I've ever put out. 50,000 views. I was stoked. Like, my manager texts me. He's like, dude, the video's at 50K. I'm like, dude, let's go. You know, I'm like down visiting family and, and down in San Diego and and then like all of a sudden it's at 100k and he's like dude have you seen the video it's at 100k I'm like what and then it's at 250k and I'm like what? what the heck's going on and then someone commented dude DJ Snake liked this video and sure enough DJ Snake likes it and I'm like what <laughs> and then like I started getting DMs from all these people that I've always wanted to watch. like Oliver Helens I don't know if I could share this maybe we'll cut this out but Oliver Helens is DMing me and he's like send me the song I want to play it on my radio show all these artists are hitting me up and like anybody you can think of is texting me or you know, commenting or whatever. Pretty soon the video has a million views. Like overnight, bro. Over, I could not refresh quick enough. Like I was trying to respond to comments and messages, you know, like, and I eventually did get to everybody, but I would respond to hundred comments and I'd refresh and there'd be 200 new comments. And I was just like, I, how do you keep up? How do I, you know what I mean? Like I want to get back to everybody. Like I do and I did. I spent hours sitting there, but pretty soon the video was just so out of control and everyone's like, is this out? Drop this, drop this, you know, the usual tiktok instagram buzz and so i was like i gotta finish this song so in nine days i took that just 10 second snippet that was that idea and built it out into a full track got a vocal sample on it and in the nine days I got this song finished had my buddy master it every time i have like a super aggressive track like i have him do the mastering because he just knows how to get it just so gritty and uh, you know what i mean they like and i end up squashing it too much but he just has the sauce um had to master it. We made the artwork, me, my manager, Jake, and this girl, Gina, also works on our team. Shout out, Gina. She like, works on our team with us and helps with the marketing and PR, and she's awesome and also does graphic design. So we all get together in my house. We hang out the artwork, all the creative direction. We do a photo shoot in my manager's house, like just like a DIY photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Dude, we DIY the artwork, DIY the photo shoot, create banners for Facebook, SoundCloud, put together a press release, pitch it to all these blogs. Upload the song on Spotify, get it ready for release, and continue pushing content. Like, what would what would take normally a month to do in prep, we did in, like, three or four days for the release nine days later. You know, and then the song comes out, and the content was all doing really well, like, after that. You know, like, I post that one video, and everyone's waiting for the next thing. So when I post the next video, like, it's coming out in two days. Everyone's, like, yeah, you know, commenting, firing it up. Um, and then finally I posted it's out, and the release day was... By a landslide the best release day I've ever had in terms of numbers and engagement and people hitting me up and it's just been wild dude because the song just like I said because it's all you know what I mean like why you would think it'd be some video that I was putting a lot of work into that I really wanted to blow up and to promote you know I put out so many videos hundreds of videos promoting songs that I actually had already put out and those get no videos or no views excuse me but then the one where I just am like I'll just throw this video up and see what happens that one is the one that runs up so I'm just super grateful, bro. It's been it's been wild and the, the response has been great and there's just so many new eyes on the project. And like I said, that outside validation, you know, makes you want to keep going and, and somebody else patting you on the back and saying like, you're doing really good. This is sick, keep going. Like that makes you want to get up every day even more and make music, not just because you love it, but because there's other people out there waiting on it and you want, you know, you make art and it's not just about pleasing the audience. You should be happy about the art yourself, but it helps to have those people that are ready to receive it. Um, you know, we just had a lot of good conversations with, you know, some fortunately some people at some labels and some stuff, and you know, people have been taking interest in the project. And I always say this to like people that I meet, and when I you know talk about this music project and growing and putting so much work into it, I always say like if I could sit down with somebody like we are now for five, 10 minutes and explain the project, explain what Informal is all about, what I'm all about, why I'm doing this, why I love making music so much, what the Informal brand and image stands for, what I want to put out and the joy I want to spread in the world with music and why I do it, why I love it and then show them the music. They would love it. If I could just spend five minutes with everybody showing them the music and showing them what I'm all about and what it's all about for them, they would love it. But you don't get that opportunity. You don't get to sit down with everybody and explain yourself. So you got to do it in 10 seconds on the internet. You know and so it's just it's really nice to have more people to share what i want to share um with you know i want to spread joy and positivity with the music it's all about upbeat good vibes don't take life too seriously kick back relax it's all gonna be good you know that's what it's all about so i'm happy that more people are able to uh i guess see that or consume that content or whatever because it's a it's a it's an idea I really stand behind and I work at every day. So it's happy to, I'm happy to have people, you know, an audience to share with.
0: Yeah, man, you deserve it. I mean, if you had it been consistent and kept putting out content music, you would have never seen this happen. You no? Know?
1: Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. I think that having, and it was also, I think, maybe a good thing that it took so long. It took years for this to happen because. I have a back catalog. People found this video and then they go back and they see the 25 songs I put out over four or five years and all the remixes and all the stuff. And like, oh, okay, this is actually something. This was my first song I ever made or whatever. That would almost be worse because they'd be like, oh, this is all he's got, moving on. But they were able to go back and see like all the steps, all the things I've put in place. And I think that that helped a lot to be able to go back and see the rest of the catalog and have something else to consume, you know? Definitely. and they're becoming a real fan rather
0: than just a fan of a song a
1: fan of you you know right right you know you get like whatever small percentage of you know a million and a half people watched it you know and maybe maybe there's 200 of those people or whatever it is would actually come to a show or really you know are messaging me like i love this and i'm like thank you so you know what i mean like it's you know you always retain a small percentage of the the big audience that uh that really love it, but, you know, one fan is, it's great, you know, you'd rather have 200 people that are really into it and you can build a connection with than a million people who just don't really care, you know? Mm. So, it's been really good, dude. It's been a blessing. It's been, it's been a wild couple months for sure. Really wild. Power of social media is yeah. just insane.
0: Yeah, it is crazy and you never, like you said, you never expected it. Right. I
1: exactly.
0: I want to talk about the album or the intent of the EP that you launched right before this happened. It's not that serious. And I saw a video mm-hmm. you made talking about how you have a 100 plus finished songs that you just have not released. I think this is a problem that a lot of artists have where they make all this music and then they have trouble activating out there. Right. Is that something that you've felt? And how often do you actually release a song versus just keep it in your picture?
1: I mean, I think that's something that you know every artist or anybody who is creative struggles with you want to always you know you want to share what you what you are excited about like it should be whatever you as the artist or creator are excited about but you also want to lead with your best foot forward you know you want to put out what you think is your best work that represents you as an artist but is also quality and is good you know so it's, it's a tough balance because, you know, you make songs every day and then some of them are like, eh, and some of them are like, you know, this isn't really my style, like this is fun, but it's not really my style or I don't think this is good enough. You know, like it's fun, like I play it for my friends and they're like, oh, this is cool, but I don't think it's good enough to come out as a release, you know. Um, and it's just, I don't everybody has that feeling. Of perfectionism of only putting out the stuff that they think is going to be successful or only putting out the thing they think is their best song ever you know everybody wants to put out their next song has to be a hit or the next song has to be the best song they've ever made which I don't agree with I think everybody has I think it's a sliding scale and everybody has that feeling some more than others and for me I've just been trying to like let go of that for the most part you know and, and just putting out whatever excites me like that EP was just that it was just four songs that have been sitting on my computer doing nothing just collecting dust I'd make them and I'm like "Ah, I don't really like this is a 140 bpm house song that just loops like the same sample with a ton of white noise like is anybody gonna like this or like is this lame like this took you know I mean maybe this song was I made it really quickly and I feel like because of that it's not good enough or maybe I felt like it was goofy or something so you know you just kind of I just got to a point where I was like I like these songs like I think they're cool like I play them when I DJ for my friends or I've shown my friends and they all like them And you just kind of, I was just like, screw it. Like, let's just put out, I've got four of these. Of all of them that were sitting on my hard drive, these were the four that I felt like were the most just ready to, let's put these out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just said, screw it. Let's put out four songs in four weeks. Rather than stretch them out, you know what I mean? And do the release really slowly. I was like, I just want to put out a bunch of music right now because why not, you know? And they were all just songs that were, didn't feel like a lead single kind of thing you know, like, with a featured vocal, you know, informal featuring blah, 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 and it didn't feel like anything that would play on the radio or whatever. They were all just, most of them were really sped up. One of them was an acapella, didn't have vocals. The other one had some crazy switch-up that was just like, you know, they were all over the place. And I think that kind of led to these are all just the outcasts, I would say, of the group, you know. They're fun, but they don't really belong anywhere else in my discography. Like, let's just put them all out. And it was actually, like, a really freeing thing to do to, just drop music without really thinking twice about it. You know, there was no, like, perfect content strategy other than just to talk about the reasoning behind it. Like, it's not that serious. Everybody's so worried about putting out a song and it's going to flop. Who cares? You put out the song and it doesn't do well, moving on. Like, that's not what it's... It's not all about the numbers, you know what I mean? The song doesn't do well. And on to the next thing, dude. Like, it's not a big deal just to make the next... You know, you're always... You should be always creating. What else? What's next, dude? Like, yeah, that one didn't do well. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. It's better than everybody just liking it. You know, some people listen to that EP and we're like, these are all what's going on here. But I bet a few people were like, this is really cool. That's important, you know? So I think just letting go of perfectionism is a huge, huge thing, especially when you're a producer, because Mm -hmm. like the, not only does like the songwriting fall on your shoulders, but also like the sonic quality, like how good it sounds in your ears is a big thing too. So you could write a song you think is really catchy, but you just can't get it to sound crisp and clean and, expensive as they say and you know so there's a multiple layers of perfectionism that come with production having a catchy song but also having it sound nice so you just get so hung up on that and you get so fixed and ah this doesn't sound good enough or this isn't catchy or I can't get this to mix to sit right so you just end up scrapping it because you're so frustrated you're so you work the mix to death and then by the end of it you hate it so you don't put it out because you're you want it to be so perfect So I was just like, I'm just going to let go of that. I just released the songs as they were. Like, yeah, I did a rough mix on them, you know, and then mastered them, and that's just the way they sat. I didn't go back and, like, you know, do a whole mix or have anybody come in and do the mix. I was just like, these songs I think are cool as they were. Mm -hmm. Here Here they are. You know, one of them I went back in and, like, made a second drop and just kind of messed it up and sped it up, you know, but they were just kind of the tracks as they were in their raw form, so. I don't know, and I think some people resonated with the message of not that serious, you know, just just put out the music that you like. If you like it, if it psychs you, the, the songs excited me. I thought they were fun. I'm going to put them out. And I think a lot more people... Imagine how many songs, dude, like Skrillex, just for a wild example, you know, he's obviously at the top. But, like, every producer you can think of, your favorite artist, has 20 songs on their computer that they're never going to put out because they thought that the mix wasn't good enough or... It wasn't catchy enough or whatever. And it might be their most popular song ever. And they just don't Mm -hmm. know it, you know, because they don't like it. The one song, Porto, was the song on the EP that did the best. And everybody Mm -hmm. said, I love this song. That was the one that I was like, this one is not, this one's, of all of them, this one's going to flop for sure. Like, people are going to like Pretzels or Euro Club Banger. And people like those, but everyone's like, Porto is so sick. You know what I mean? And I like, so you never know what the response is going to be. And like the DIY thing, I just put that video up as a test run and everybody loved it. It's not that serious. Like, let go of the perfectionism and just put out whatever is exciting to you because that's what's important, that you as an artist are stoked on it. Because if you're stoked on it and people are fans of you, they'll be stoked on it. If they can see how excited you are about something, that is contagious, you know? Like the video, I'm going crazy, I'm excited. People are excited now about it. So it was just all about letting go of the perfectionism and just getting after it and just making music that you love and put it out and sharing it. Yes. Awesome. And...
0: When you talk about the DIY video, the this maybe you didn't do this on purpose, but this idea of instead of launch or dropping a song and then putting content out afterwards about it, you kind of like launch the idea of the song through content before, and then once it picked up traction, ended up releasing it. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Sorry, can you rephrase that? Yes, let me try and turn it into a question. How how do you feel about the idea of Promoting a song before it's really even out, Like, for example, the DRY song. Oh, no, okay. it wasn't even created yet. Yeah, you were posting content, and then once it would see its might, you then, it. then you Then created it. And then, were
1: right. It. You know? I think that that's, I feel like there's been a shift recently. And there used to be, you know, in the a few years ago or the last year or whatever, in the early days of like short form content, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Reels, Reels, and mm-hmm. TikTok, when they first, you know, kind of became a catapult for artists. It was all about pre-release content. It was all about teasing a song, you know, for weeks, sometimes for months, dude, people were teasing a song, teasing a song, and finally it would come out, you know, and people ate it up. Now it's a little different. People kind of don't want to wait around for months. Like I see videos where people are just like, dude, if you tease a song and I like it and I go to find it and it's not out, I'm moving on. Like I'm not going to wait around for months. Like there's so much new music coming out that like, if you've got somebody's attention, you better act on that. Like the days of teasing a song for months are over. I do still think there's some room for like a little bit of you know gauging the audience you know like you, you put out a little snippet of something you really like what do you guys think and everyone's like we love this and you're like great well it's coming out next week you know but mm-hmm. like keeping people waiting for a long time I think that's I think you're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit if you if you know you're waiting months like that one The my DIY example was an, was an accident you know what I mean like I wasn't trying to promo pre-release and it just ended up I mean we ended up executing in, in a timely fashion which was good but um, yeah, I just think those days of 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 huge pre-release campaigns, like way out in advance, are kind of behind us. Also, I don't love the idea of, you know, just putting something out because the because it goes viral. You know, a lot of artists in the past have, you know, teased three or four songs, and only the one that gets a lot of traction on social media they release. I don't love that because you know, what if you love the other three songs? As an artist, you're like, I think these are my best work, but uh, they didn't go viral on TikTok, so I'm not going to put them out. Where is the artistic integrity if you're just letting some buttons on a screen decide the fate of your music project? You know, I think that I think it's important to in today's world to promote your music pre-release and post-release. But I wouldn't let that completely decide how you're going to create music. You know, and sometimes you see some artists have, you know, all sorts of diverse music and they're putting out all sorts of different things and then they have a song go viral, and blow up, and then the next five releases sound just like that. And like you're just letting what your viral moment dictate now your creativity. You're putting yourself you're letting the social media and numbers on a screen put you in a box and just make what you think people are gonna what you think people are gonna like. So I think there's a fine line to ride there between letting, you know, social media dictate what you put out. Um, still having your artistic integrity and your own artistic expression in there. But, you know, it's it's fortunate that you can gauge the audience. It, you didn't used to be able to do that. You put out a song and then hope people liked it, hope blogs talked about it or hope whatever. Um, but now you can at least, you know, it's nice to know a little idea of how people are going to receive it so you know how much to push it, how to push it, whatever. So I think there's a, there's a fine line there of, of pre-release promo and, and post-release. You know, I think go hard after release, you know, because mm-hmm. people like, well, in the comments of my video, the blow up, is this song, at, where's the song? I can't find it. I'm like, ah, it's not out yet. And they're just like, dude, what the, what the WTF, me? Where is it? And I'm like, oh, it's coming. I don't know. You know, ah. Uh. So like, I think if you're going to do pre-release promo, be ready. Like, be mm-hmm. quick about it because you only have those people's attention for so long. So and then just after the release, go hard. Because, you know, you never know who is going to come across your video weeks after the release. Sometimes I get comments mm-hmm. on posts that were from weeks ago. I'm like, what's the name of this song? I'm like, whoa, this, this is old video. I'm like, it's called this. Whatever, you know. So you never know who's going to see what, when. So you just go hard after the release, really hard, and keep it up, you know. So I think post-release is probably a little bit more important than pre-release now. Pre-saves are cool, you know, because you can do the pre-release promo. You mm-hmm. can get people to pre-save the song. But, you know, there's nothing like having an organic traffic to your song where somebody sees your video, they open up Spotify, they search informal DIY and click on the song. That is huge. That is what's going to do the most for you in terms of like Spotify or Apple Music's sharing algorithm or network or whatever. is It's organic traffic, searching up your name, liking your song, adding it to the playlist. So post-release promo, somebody's able to see your song on social media and immediately go click and listen to it, that's huge, mm-hmm. I think. That's that from, from my experience, you know. I don't know a lot, but I do know, I do think that. Yeah.
0: Awesome, ace, man. Uh, you also said that you recently got a manager a year ago. Before that, you did it pretty much all by yourself, right? All DIY, yeah. Dude.
1: Yeah. So everything about this project, I hope, is DIY. <laughs> it's just like the anthem now. It, it fits too, because everything about the song and the project is all. DIY, like I said, we do all the album artwork. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. What was your, the question about the... About, yeah.
0: So I was really just wondering, what has that done for you, having this manager, and how? what have you learned from that experience?
1: Um, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, everything, you know, I feel like I did a decent job on my own. You know, I built up, you know, it's a lot of trial and error. You try things, you reach out to people, they don't respond, some people respond you do all the promo you can you send out cold emails to labels and blogs and youtube channels and spotify playlists and you try to book your own shows you schedule the releases on your own you reach out to somebody to make the artwork on your own you do everything on your own you know you see the people up on stage djing and you see them in the studio making music but there's so much behind the scenes in terms of planning and marketing and the business side and making sure you're all set up to get paid correctly and collect royalties correctly and license everything correctly and set up all your social media channels and that everything flows and if you want to sell merch set all that up and um you know there's contracts to come and you got to know how to read them and and understand what's going on and you can get taken advantage of pretty pretty easily so having somebody on your team that is an extra set of eyes and ears on everything whether it's you know you send them the song and what do you think of where should we put this in our release schedule or um, helping book shows, helping with the, you know, direction of the brand and getting feedback and help planning content and just everything. You know, it's just like, Jake, my manager, dude is a rock star. Dude is a absolute rock star, dude, like powerhouse. Um, And I, it, things have, it's night and day, the difference between being on my own and having, you know, I don't know if this is everybody's experience with a manager or if this guy's just like <laughs> the best of all time, but um, uh, it's been, it's been great. You know, like I said, having somebody else to you know, uh, hop in on the conversation on everything and balance everything. You know, you work as a team. Now you got somebody else in your team. It's like start a business. And now you got somebody else working the business with you. And it's been great to, you know, now you have all of your connections in the industry as well as their connections in the industry. You know, you've just doubled your network. Essentially you've doubled the, the productivity, the work ethic, and ideally the person that you decide to work on the team with you as management is just as hungry for success and is just as passionate about the project as you are jake and i found each other because he had was a fan of my music at the time and this is actually a funny story um he posted on you know like spotify posts like you're wrapped or whatever at the end of the year and everyone's always sharing their top five artists and whatever so he shared on his story that i was like one of his top five artists or one of the top songs or whatever and then also these other guys science they're like an electronic duo i'm, I'm sure you've heard of them Cool, guys. um, We were both on the top five, so I said, like, maybe we should collab. Like, I reposted the story, and then I was like, Science, you want to collab? Or something like that. And then he responded, he's like, that actually would be sick. And then uh, he – how did this go, dude? We – oh, yeah, so this is, like, a couple weeks before Coachella. Sorry, I'm, I'm, this is years ago, or a couple years ago. So this is a couple weeks before Coachella. And then I'm at Coachella, and he – this is, like, a typical – like a music industry story, at Coachella, he like hits me up. He's like, "Are you at Coachella?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Dude, let's meet up. Like, I want to meet you." So we met up and like hung out and just kind of like really connected, you know, and talked about music. And then once, you know, I think at Coachella, he was like, "Yo, i really love what you do with the project. Like, I'm super interested. And I like work in the music industry. I'd love to talk about working together. Like, do you have a manager?" I'm like, "No, I don't." He's like, "I'd love to get involved. Like, I love what you're doing. I see the vision. I believe in it. I'd love to get together and talk about it." And then the next week, we sat down and you know like i said he was really passionate about what was going on and loves he had been working in the music industry a long time you know doing like production and interned at some management companies and some labels and stuff so he had kind of worked in all different facets of the music industry and was just passionate about music and wanted to try his hand at artist management and um it just really worked out like we became good friends which i think is important you know we're pretty similar guys and have a lot of similar interests and we get along really well so it was really easy to start working together and Things have just been, you know, like I said, it's night and day. And all of a sudden, everything was just organized. Like before, it was just like, you know, it's just me and my laptop. It just, well, oh, where's that file? I don't know. Let me find it. You know what I mean? I got, give me 20 minutes. But like now he's like setting up folders and Google calendars. And now we're in, I'm in Slack, bro. I had no idea what Slack was. You know, we're, <laughs> we got like twenty five Slack channels. It's so organized. Everything is in the right place. We're, you know, sending threads back and forth and, um, The organization has been huge and like he you know is just a business guy and is like super motivated and really really smart guy um so it's just like you know it's i don't know you just haven't double the skill set double the network double the everything it's great it's like i think that you know there's a reason that you know you look at the biggest artists in the world and they got big teams because it takes multiple people you know to grow and the growth since we've been together has been astronomical you know like um, started playing more shows or started, I don't think I had played any shows since we got together. And then we got together and all of a sudden like we're playing, we played like three shows in three months after we got together because it just all started working out. So I think it's huge having a good team around you. And I'm very fortunate that Jake took an interest in the project and is involved and he's awesome and everything's just been great. I think it's huge. I think it's a huge, um, very necessary. And I, I also think, I'll end with this. I don't want to ramble, but um, I for a long time wanted a manager and like didn't know how to find one. You know, I'm like, I think I need a manager. Like there's so much like to do. I don't know what, to, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Like I don't know how to navigate this or how to hit these people up or how to get in touch with these people or how to do X, Y, Z. And I'd always ask other artists, like, how'd you meet your manager? What's this? And they would always say like, they'll find you like, you know, the classic build it and they will come. You get tired of hearing that. You get tired of hearing, just be patient. You know what I mean? I'm done being patient. Like I want results. Um, and it just that's exactly what happened. I just one day we connected. He said he had an interest in the project, and here we are now. So it did just take being consistent and doing as much as you can on your own. Like don't get discouraged that you're on your own. Cause there's people out there watching that are interested. You know what I mean? I had no idea that this guy was interested in managing a project until we met up and shook hands and he was like, I like what you're doing. So I just had to keep trying and trying and trying and doing the best i could on my own and building the best i could um until somebody came along so i think mm-hmm. them build it and they will come is true it sounds like a cliche but i think that's 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 why it's a cliche it's because it's the truth yeah and then you
0: had someone you got to share this excitement with too when you started blowing up like very recently. for sure
1: yeah. Well, and just navigating it because you don't know what to do. Like I said, I had no idea what to do. I was like, what do we do now? I have no idea. I was like, it's never, this never happened. You know, and he's like, I don't know either. bro. <laughs> like, this never happened to me either. But we're like, you know, looking at other, you know, case studies of people where it's happened. And we're like, I think we should do this. We should try this. And, you know, you don't make any irrational decisions because you've got somebody else to be like, is this a good idea? Yes. Okay, let's do this. Okay, now let's do this. What do you think of that? Well, let's go over how this went, you know? And so, yeah, it's helps have somebody navigate the choppy waters when things get crazy, when things are good and when things are bad. You know, I said, it's like this. And he's been there for me when things are bad. And I tell him, I'm like, dude, this isn't working out. Like, how long is this going to take? Like, I tried everything, you know? And he's like, just be patient. And then a week later, this video blows up and everything's different. And he's like, see? Like, if I, you know, if he wasn't there to tell me, just hang in there, who knows, maybe I would have given up a bit or, or not tried as hard or whatever, not stuck in there and kept putting out videos, you know, like I did. So. Yeah, having a team is huge. And then that, like I said, this girl Gina we work with, she's great. Um, similar thing, you know, just having the team and other people to help. We have a group chat. We're always sending each other stuff and marketing content ideas. And like I said, she's worked in music PR, so she knows how to navigate that world. Um, so she's been great. You know, we just designed some new merch. She did the logo for them. I know it's backwards on the screen, but I just put a bunch yep. of new merch on my store, and she designed a logo for that, and everything looks so great. So, um. Just having the team is huge. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a graphic designer. I would never have been able to put this together. Yeah. I used, like, Comic Sans on Canva.com. Would have been my best. You know what I mean? Like, I, would, I got nothing. Or I could have paid somebody $500 to do it, you know? But got the team. Everybody's working together. It all works out. Yeah. And multiple people to believe in the project, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that really helps. Having the the encouragement constantly is, is great, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I... Assume everyone lives in LA too. You live in LA and your manager yeah. in your main Yeah. And Yeah, we're all right here within a couple of miles of each other, which is incredibly convenient, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right. A lot of people don't move to LA, but like I, I'm I'm assuming there's a lot of benefit to living in LA, in LA because you want to be in the music business. Really and do you agree? I would say so. You yeah.
1: know? Yeah, I think so. I mean, as much as everything is on the internet now, you know, social media, you could live in you know, Zimbabwe and still post videos on Instagram and real, you know I mean you could live anywhere in the world and engage with the same community that I'm engaging with on the internet you don't need to live here in Hollywood to do that but there is something to you know I go to like every event I can find every networking opportunity every show I can go to and I'm like oh I know that this artist like this is something that I do that I believe in that maybe some other people don't do, but I do. Like if there's a some show and I know the manager is some person I want to meet and be friends with, I will go to the show to not only see the show because you know maybe I like the artist, but I know that the manager looks like I'm gonna go up and find him, shake his hand, tell him I, I love what they've been doing. My name is Sam. I go by informal. I love what you guys are up to. I'd love to sit down with you and talk for five minutes about any advice you could give me. So that's been huge. You know, living in L.A., I got every venue you can think of is right down the street. Every club, you know, you know somebody's playing at the Roxy. You go to the Roxy. You go to the show. You meet the manager. You go to – there's some networking cocktail event. You go to that. There's some – you know, I have I used to work in a recording studio. I've got buddies that work in recording studios. Being in the studios is huge. You know, you never know who you're going to walk by and who you're going to meet or whatever. So just being in the city – um, is great and you just meet so many people that you know it's not it's not the same you can make friends on the internet for sure but there's nothing like running into somebody and making a genuine connection and you never know what mm-hmm. what that's going to do for you like ronnie the guy uh, my last dp in formal beach club i did this guy ronnie lloyd did all the creative for all the photography videography graphic design dude is a savage he's awesome right now he's a, doing tour management for slow magic on the, his tour um And I met him through this guy, Brett Blackman, who runs Moving Castle Records and um, URL IRL management or URL to IRL manages like Manila Killa, Hotel Garuda, those guys. Um, And I met Ronnie Laurie through Brett. I had just always watched Brett, what he was doing. I always admired what he was up to. He manages all these great artists. And I was always like, I want to meet that guy. I want to be friends with that guy. That guy seems cool. And I love what he's up to. So, like, I made a point to go to a show. Of an artist that he manages and shook his hand. And I said, I like what you're doing. Like I said, I wanna, can I talk to you for 10 minutes and just get some advice? He says, Yep, we meet up. I ask him a bunch of questions. I tell him I'm putting out an EP soon and I don't know what to do about the graphic design, the videography, all that stuff. And he's like, Oh, Ronnie Lloyd is the guy you wanna talk to. And I had coincidentally seen his work with OK. He does stuff for OK as well and Maddion. And I was like, I know him, like I've heard of him. And I call him up and I'm like, I'd love to work with you on this EP. And I said, Brett told me about you. And he said, any friend of Brett's is a friend of mine. And then here we are working together. Like if I would have just cold DMed him, hey, I'm putting out an EP, I want to work with you. He'd probably be like, I'm busy. First of all, like a dude's really busy. And like, I don't know you, like, yeah, you know, let me get back to you. But because I had that connection and I was able to just be like, this guy referred me to you and you guys are friends and you both respect each other, it worked out. So having those, you know, and that's just one example of like having a, real connection with somebody that that la you know i'm sure that's this way in new york too but um and cities like miami and where this music industry is active in nashville you know and cities overseas but just having everything right here at your disposal and everybody here is a creative not everybody but you know but the creative community is so large and you can go down the street and see some undiscovered artists just kill it some acoustic set or some jazz band in a club or some DJ who in two months from now could be the biggest star in the world is playing at the local club for 25 people like just having that opportunity is huge and it's just inspiring to walk outside every day and just be inspired you know you just walk around and you see all this stuff and you see what everybody's up to and there's just so much culture and music and fashion and everybody's just getting after it here everybody's working towards something yeah. you know and that can create a that just creates a great environment to be creative in and to be motivated in it can get to you you know like you could let it get to you, and you know, but as long as you let it inspire you, you know, I think it's important and I think it's valuable. I think there's value, you pay a lot to live here, but I think there's value in it. Mm-hmm. And the weather bro, bro. Yeah, yep. the weather's great. We got the <laughs> beach right there. Yeah, the, the food is great, you know.
0: Yeah, so, man, yeah, take a plate. It's great. How do you feel? How do you find these networking events?
1: Uh, a lot of them are just shows, just like smaller, you know, shows at venues of, um, you know, like uh, I just know all the clubs in town and I just look up who's playing or whatever. And sometimes you come across some Instagram post where some company will be throwing a networking event. Like, I can't remember. I went to one that was some, you know, they do like industry talks. Like some companies will do like an industry talk where it's at some place, there's a stage, two chairs, and they've got four people to come up and speak for 20 minutes each. One of them's an artist, one of them's a manager, one of them's a booking agent, one of them is a audio engineer, whatever. And then, you know, they like this. They sit there, they ask them questions, and you learn from them. And you get to not only watch those people talk about their thing, but the guy next to you is also a struggling artist. And maybe that, you see what's up with them, talk to him or her, and say, what's, what's going on? You know, what are you here for? Oh, I'm an artist. And then all of a sudden, you guys are collaborating, and you guys are friends. So those industry talks events, I forget that I've been to a couple of them and I can't remember who puts them on, but those are all the time. And that's just super valuable because the people in the crowd that, you know, everybody there works in the industry and is all going for a similar thing. And then the the information you get from hearing somebody talk about their own experience is just priceless. Um, Mm -hmm. And then going to shows is just fun. It's just a kick-ass time to go to a club and get in the crowd and dance and have some drinks and get sweaty and have a good time and then who knows who you're going to meet on the dance floor you end up seeing like i said the manager out back and the smoking patio or something you know and it's like sound nightclub is a great example sound nightclub here in hollywood they have like a patio in the back and that's just like networking the zoo like you know like the networking zoo you go back there and it's just like everybody's out there chopping it up talking about music everybody out there somehow is in the industry because you know everybody's dancing inside but then all the industry people are out back talking and so you just go out there and you're like, ah, oh, let's, you know, what's up, man? What do you do? So that kind of stuff. Just not being afraid to go up to a complete stranger and say what's up. You know, I think that a lot of people have, you know, are introverted or have social anxiety, but getting over that hump and just being able to go up to somebody and ask them what their name is and what they do could be huge. Or somebody you know, you know, you see people on the internet all day and then you see them out in the club and you recognize them. You're like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Oh my God, that's Ted. And then you go say what's up Ted you know a lot of people are afraid to go say hi to Ted you gotta go say hi to Ted you know yes that's my advice
0: (laughs) awesome man I want to know what is on the radar what's coming up for the next like five years for informal where do you see the project going and what are you what are you planning
1: that's a great question five years um you know I just want to continue to put out the best music I can I think and I think at this point Scaling the project, you know, like I said, I've, I've found my sound. I think I've discovered the music that I like making that's ever changing, obviously. But I think I've gotten myself in a lane in terms of my production that I really love and I can stand behind. So I think continuing to put out music and write cool stuff. And I feel like I'm kind of this kind of this joke that's been going around with t- with my team and then on social media. that like, I have no idea what kind of music I make. And I've just kind of leaned into that. Like, I don't even know what genre I'm making. Like, I just made, before we got on the call, I was making a drama-based song. And before that, I was making some glitchy house song. Like, I but they were fused, you know what I mean? I don't even know what kind of music it is. So I think leaning into that and just, putting out music that's just genre bending and and um just kind of making whatever I want and not falling into a box. Um And I think growing the project, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to tour. I'd love to, you know, build a really, really cool live show that's, like, a great experience for the audience, you know? I see people that have, like, a hybrid setup where they DJ and they play some live stuff. I'd love to develop a live set like that and do a tour, whether it's a headline tour or, you know, supporting for somebody. Um, I'd love to start playing more shows in clubs, you know? I think, I think I'm think i kind of right there, getting to where I could start maybe opening for some people at clubs and getting some headline shows at clubs, Um because I love playing I love DJing I love working the crowd I love having you know I feel like I got good stage presence and I'm up there having a good time and like I said that's contagious so I love being on stage I'd love to be on stage more obviously if I could throw some bucket list things out there I want to play Tomorrowland I want to play in Hakkasan in Las Vegas I want to play in Miami I want to play in New York I want to play you know tomorrow Coachella whatever you know like all those things everybody's got their bucket list but um, I think just continuing to, to grow the project and bring like I said, just the joy of how much I love making music and I love what I'm doing and just bringing that to more and more people, scaling the project, building, building, building. Um, And I think collaborating more. I love collaborating. For a long time, I didn't have a lot of experience collaborating. I was making everything on my own in my room, you know, just on my laptop. Like I would overproduce songs because I didn't know any vocalists or songwriters or singers. So I would just fill the song up with random stuff. But feel like now i've got a nice network of singer songwriters and i'd love to continue working with upcoming or just anybody you know what i mean cool singers and songwriters that um you know they write great music and it's you know recently i've been collaborating more and having sessions with other people and i'd love to continue doing that and do more of that i'd love to do more collaborations with other producers too um i think collaboration is huge and it puts you out of your comfort zone so i'd like to do that more um you know i've obviously got a, a a list of artists that I'd really love to work with and get in the studio with um, but really just anybody I can get in the studio with and chop it up, you know, it's you get in the studio with somebody and you, you like I said, you buddy up and you become friends and then the music part just is effortless you just start, I got a really good friend Grant, um, it goes by Eula, artist Eula um, and, you know, we've been good friends for a long time but we get in the studio and we just goof around and we just have so much fun and like the music just comes effortlessly because we just are having a good time So, just doing that, more of that, more of getting in the studio with real people, like, and really getting in there and making music with people. Um, Love to do that. Just continue putting on music. And, you know, who knows what the next few years are going to bring in terms of right now, it's the content is everything. You know, everyone's just trying to, you're trying to make just as much content as you are music. It's probably not going to be like that in two years, or it's going to be different. So, I'm just looking forward to whatever's next. You know, whatever happens next, I'm excited to see what that avenue looks like and give that my all and grow the project play some shows put out some great music um you know headline tomorrowland would be <laughs> would be kick-ass tomorrowland for some you know what i mean everybody wants to play edc everybody wants to play coachella everyone wants to play Lollapalooza. tomorrowland for like i said i watched that 2011 after movie that was gosh 12 years ago geez um so, but that's always in the back of my head. Just Tomorrowland, I, just is my dream. I've never even been. I want to go first of all, but I'd love to play even if I'm the side stage with four people just to be there would just be so so cool. So, you yeah. know, I've definitely got some big, big lofty goals, but um, I you know I really believe in the project, and I got a team that believes in me, and um, I'm not giving up anytime soon. So, no, just gonna continue yeah. working.
0: Awesome, man! Oh, I'm really excited to see where it goes and i really appreciate you coming
1: on the document you learn like, so absolutely much. absolutely bro i love what you're doing i love this is cool dude i love the podcast it's great thanks man i appreciate I'm it excited. i want to give you
0: some time to like first say where can people find you and then what do you want to promote
1: uh yeah every um every social media platform is just at usually it's just at informal.mp3 if you just type in informal with the period at the end it will probably pop up on Instagram um, you know I'm not super active on Twitter TikTok like I said I just restarted a new account uh, but I've been more active on there um, you know YouTube all my music is on YouTube um, yeah everywhere Spotify Apple music you know SoundCloud Deezer Napster whatever you name it it's type in form a little it'll pop right up um, but yeah dude in terms of promotion I mean DIY that track is out as you know that's been great I've just been loving the support on that so if you haven't heard that one go check that one out Um, surprise and putting out the extended mix of that song. A lot of people, you know, were asking for an extended mix, a longer version. DJs were like, "The song's not long enough. Like, I want to DJ it. Put out a longer version. And I was like, okay. Because I could use it too. I could use an extended version for DJing. So I made an extended mix. Um, That's coming out on the 3rd, I want to say, which is next Friday. So November 3rd, that's coming out. We may or may not be doing a remix package for the song. I don't know. Some remixes from some people. I don't know. That's still in the works. So look out for that if that's coming. Um, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Trying to do that. Trying my absolute best to do that. Because um, a lot of people, you know, hit me up. i like, I love to remix this track. So hopefully we can put out the remix pack. That'd be great. Um, like I said, we just got all the new merch out. The new merch, I think, is really cool. We've got, you know, a crew neck sweater, some really cool shirts, a tote bag, a koozie. Keep your bevy cold, you know. Um, Koozie's really sick probably my favorite thing on the store it's five bucks but it's like the coolest thing on there i think um so the merch is out um and then just a bunch of new singles i've got a remix i'll probably be dropping here in a couple weeks working on a couple more hoping to clear those and then just a bunch of new singles i've got a bunch like i said i've been doing a lot of sessions with a lot of people so some singles coming up um either late this year or early next year that i'm really really excited about you know like real collabs where i sat in the room with the artists and we cooked something up together um that i'm just been loving everything so yeah dudes there'll be a lot a lot of music you know i'm trying to be consistent so a lot of music coming up um you know diy that song's out everyone's been running up super grateful for that the extended version hopefully the remixes um and then just the singles you know and then just you know the support has already been so great i'm just happy to you know i'm just happy to be consistent and just keep doing what i'm doing and the love has been great so um i feel like the support's already there so thank you to everybody i guess i would love to say that yes. um but yeah dude informal on all the platforms and the streaming platforms and the social media and all that awesome Ben. sam thanks again um this has been really
0: good i very i love your energy and dude, of course
1: thank it. you very much was- i'm dude i'm excited you know what i mean like i love talking about that i love geeking out on the music world and music you know not even just the technical stuff but just the music world is so fascinating to me and the industry and I'm just happy to be a part of it I'm just I always say I'm just happy to be here you know I just I love doing this I love the energy of the music world especially the electronic world so to be able to participate in it and put out art that people are consuming in any degree is just I feel like the luckiest guy in the world and I'm just you know I'm grinning ear to ear every day waking up making music so I'm just happy to be here I love what I do Um, I love things like this you know getting to talk about it you know what I mean because not all my friends know music so I don't get to geek out over this stuff all the time you know so being able to talk about the journey and everything in the process and music dude i could sit here for three hours and get technical with you about production if you want to if you want to end the recording and talk shop i'm down but um but uh so yeah i'm just i'm just i'm just happy to be here so i appreciate you having me on bro it's been great um you're awesome the questions are great and so i'm just happy to the opportunity to share my story and everything so thank you for hitting me up and getting me on here i really appreciate it
0: thanks for listening to the podcast you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Just search what we Started EDM." If you want to reach out to me, shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's at WhatWeStarted.EDM. Thanks again. Catch you next time.